What is up, everybody? This is a side stage special episode. I am as bored as can be under quarantine or whatever you want to call it because of the coronavirus. So what I am going to do today is call someone and um, force them to be on my podcast. Um, I sent um, Bo a, a quick text and said, hey, I'm going to call you here in a few minutes, answer your phone, you're going to be on the podcast. And he said, okay. But um, Bo is uh, one of my best friends in the whole world. We met when I was in the Navy um, back in 2013. And uh, from then on, we've been just homies ever since. Um, he's big into Twitch. Uh, he's a streamer at the Bo Riley. Big on Twitter. He's big into cars. Um, if you know anything about the Midwest drift scene, he's been a part of it. Um, we've been trying to get him on here for a while, but schedules are insane on both ends. Every time he has a day free, I'm busy and vice versa. Uh, but I love this guy more than anything. He's um, he's a homie. Uh, loves the same music I do. Loves the same stuff that I do. He's just Typical best friend stuff, uh, as lame as that sounds. But um, here he is. It's on the podcast. Let's get it. What's up, brother? Oh, you know, just chilling at home. In the snow? Hunker down for the night. Yeah, dude, Midwest sucks. It's crazy here. That's it was like it was like fifty degrees yesterday, and now it's like twenty something, and it's like a blizzard outside. That's insane, dude. (laughs) Because it's been pretty wet here this week, but it's like was like seventy five degrees outside today. I was sweating so bad at work. It's, it's crazy. That's, that's not fair. I had to like drive home in my 240 and this stuff. It was so sketchy. <laughs> I need new tires really bad though too. Well, yeah. You've been melting those suckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I can. Dude, so welcome to the podcast. We've been trying to get this going for what feels like <laughs> a year now. But welcome. Thank you, brother. I'm glad to be here. You were actually, I haven't told you this yet. I wanted to wait till on the podcast. You were kind of a celebrity without knowing it. <laughs> uh, my buddy Keaton that does the podcast with me, he, uh, one of his friends follows the podcast thing and I, I shared your um, Twitch stuff, which I'm going to shout that out later just to get you out here but i shared that thank um, you man you're welcome i shared that um oh god you know that remember the post that i retweeted about telling people to come check out your stream he messaged me and he's like how do you know this guy well he he talked to keaton keaton's like how do you know who that guy is keaton's like i don't know that's chris's friend and um he was like i've seen that guy before like on twitter like is he into cars and i'm like yeah, he really is. He's a big car guy. <laughs> the drifting stuff, the guy's like, I've seen that dude before. I'm like, oh, that's, that's my best friend, man. <laughs> like, 
So you're famous, bro. That's so wild, dude. Small world. Yeah, I know. Twitter, Twitter is a weird place. I, I mean, I really like Twitter, but Twitter is like it's just so strange in the way that like this information and tweets travel. You know, like I see stuff come up on my Twitter from people I would like never follow and I don't know at all, and it's weird. But like that's how I made like a lot of car friends too. Is like I'll just my one of my car friends will like retweet or like something, and I'll see it and be like, oh wow, this dude has a dope car. I should go follow him. Yeah. Well, like, but yeah, that's really cool. That's that's like that's. It's Twitter. <laughs> when two worlds collide, you know, it's pretty. Sick. Yeah, um, uh, it's, it's kind of what I, kind of what I've been trying to do with it anyway. Oh yeah, I mean, I've seen more people doing that Twitch stuff and not really even playing games on it. They're like using it as like um, kind of like a Discord server. They play music on it or yeah, stuff like yeah. That. No, there's there's a lot of people who do like a lot of different things. There's people who have like cooking shows on there. Like they'll just stream them cooking something. Like a couple times a week. And do people like give them money? Uh, I think so. I don't know. I haven't really like ever watched those ones, but like I've seen them before and like heard of them and stuff. That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I get the music and I get the games. I'm not watching you cook on live stream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there are there are a lot of musicians on there though. Um, there's uh, quite a few really good guitar players who have like Twitch streams and will just kind of hang out and jam sometimes and they'll do like play along things and all kinds of stuff. There's a lot of really cool music related stuff on Twitch. Well, I know the um, the bass player for uh, Knock Loose, Kevin, is a big Twitch guy. Yeah, I, I think he actually like just streams video games. Like I don't even think he really does music stuff. Yeah, no, he's a gamer. You know, visual from the Ghost Inside. He was the first person I ever knew that used Twitch. Actually, really? Yeah, because I downloaded Twitch like four years ago just to freaking hear him, just to watch him. You know? Oh wow, that's that's crazy. Yeah, I do. I do follow him as well. That was kind of uh, that was a trip for me because I didn't even know it. That was another thing I figured out through Twitter. Like, because I've been listening to Knock Loose for, like, a while at that point, and I, I mean, really liked them, dope band and everything, and just sick, heavy, hardcore music, and yeah, I don't know, I ended up, I followed him on Twitter one day, because I was like, oh, sh- oh, shit, it's him, you know, yeah. and then, yeah, I saw some tweet about him, like, going on his Twitch channel and stuff, and I was like, wait a minute, this dude plays games, and then, yeah, I watched him, and I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing ever, like, like you said, when worlds collide. Yeah, it's wild, isn't it? But, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it, you say when worlds collide, but at the same time, though, these guys get really bored on tour and stuff, so it makes yeah. sense they would play video games and do stuff like this. And then when they're they're not on tour, they're off, they probably want to get away from music a little bit, you know? Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I think it's kind of like a, it's almost like a sign of, like, how things have changed and how, like, more connected we are, maybe. Because, like, if you think about it back in the day, like, I remember watching, like, old music videos and stuff and like i mean growing up with my parents like running the ministry and everything i got to uh, like meet a lot of bands and everything and like you know playing halo on the tour bus on the xbox 360 was a popular pastime you know what i mean yeah and it's just the fact now that like you know with consoles and everything else now you can just hit a button with the app and suddenly you're not just playing halo you're streaming halo from the tour bus you know what uh do you did you get that new camera did you get it set yeah. up yeah how's it working i love it yeah crystal crystal clear crystal clear face cams i don't look like a nerd from like 2004 now it's fantastic 
Now, how do you have your your setup set up? Because I know you you play like how this is what I don't understand about it. How are you recording the screen? Um, <clears throat> so I do it the really ghetto way right now because I don't have like a proper PC and everything set up and all that. Like I stream from my Xbox. Um, but luckily kind of Microsoft thought ahead of with that, with the design of the Xbox. So it has like a ton of USB ports. Um, so basically I just have one that's dedicated to my camera and then Twitch has an app for the Xbox that you can watch Twitch on, or you can broadcast on. Um, so then I just go through the Twitch app, set up my camera. It has like a little, like super, super basic mixer in there for audio. And so I just kind of set up how I want my like chat volume and my game volume and my friends volume and everything else to be. And then I just start streaming, but like to do it. Yeah, no, it is. It's really easy through the Xbox, but it's also kind of ghetto because it's through the Xbox. Like, because that's why I can't have any like overlays or any of like the cool fancy things that other streamers have. Um, Because to do all that, you would have to do like probably the way you would think of it. Like with uh, you use OBS, open broadcasting software. And so then I'd have to like capture my gameplay into that and that's one screen. And then I can use layers and stuff to put overlays like frames around my camera and that kind of thing and animations and stuff. And, but to do that, I'd need a PC and a capture card, which is what I'm working towards. So that, that face cam is plugged into the Xbox as well? Yeah. Okay. And where do you, do you have it on like a stand or something? Uh, yeah, that's also super ghetto. <clears throat> I actually just ordered finally. <laughs> Finally, it's been almost a year since I started, and I just now ordered, like, a tripod and a proper ring light and everything. Um, Like, a true, like, kind of professional camera setup, even though I'm literally just sitting in my living room. Um, But right now, it's uh, it still has the, like, basic webcam mount, and it sits on the front of my laptop. (laughs) And then my laptop just sits on... uh, It's the stand. um, yeah, it sits on an end table with a box on it, so it's like at the right height. And then I just sit there, and that's how I that's how I see chat and manage everything and put my camera in the right place. And then my light is literally just a lamp that I tipped over, so it's like pointed at me. So, yeah, I'm really excited to get like an actual like proper tripod and ring light and like a real setup and not look like such a dork. <laughs> that's crazy, man. Like. Um... You're talking about ghetto. Well, up until literally right now, it's always been ghetto with this podcast. Uh, for a little while, it was done in my bedroom. That's why it was so reverby because uh, we didn't have any. My parents were still living here, so like they had this downstairs room where I'm at right now. So me and Keaton would just mm. take chairs and mic stands and hook. I Dude, I had cords <laughs> on cords on cords going everywhere. Uh, and we finally you know, got that. Well, then today... I got my desk yeah. set up and everything. Finally, thank goodness. But ghettos, you got to start ghetto because if you just dump a bunch of money in something and you realize you hate it, then you just wasted a bunch of money. You know? Yeah, definitely. Like I don't know. There's, I definitely, there's, I, I, I respect people who have that. Like, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it right mentality. Like, that's obviously a really good thing to have. But like, I'm just, I'm a fan of just doing, man. Like. That's been, I mean, like, even with not, not to talk about my stream more, but like, even with my stream, like, that's why, like, yeah, like kind of a ghetto setup, but I make it look pretty all right. And like, you just go with it, man. Like, yeah, with your podcast, with anything, you just got to start and figure it out as you go. And then, you know, later on, it'll be super, super polished and awesome. And I've been digging where your podcast is going. I'm really excited to be on the show, actually. Sick, dude. I mean, it's fun. And 
like I was saying, like I was going to say, like, from where me and you started being friends to the way things kind of shook loose and where we're at in our lives now, uh, it's cool that we've both, I feel like, have found a niche yeah. to be in, necessarily, like with your Twitch and stuff like that, and then finally I found this podcast, and even if no one listens, it's fun, it's something to do, you know? And I think yeah. it's cool, like, we both kind of found something that that we enjoy, but can that can also cross over into each other, you know? Yeah, definitely. I actually, I wish, uh, I wish Keaton was here right now, um, just so I could uh, educate him on any questions he had about Dance Cabin Dance. <laughs> oh, no, that was me. Um, and I forgot oh, that to was bring, you. Yeah, dude, I it's forgot to bring that up on the last podcast. I forgot to bring it up on the last one, um, but... For everyone that listens, I have been educated. Uh, nice. You talked to me about some stuff. And, it, and honestly, <laughs> everyone that talked to me was very rude. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they were very mean yeah, about it. fans are diehard, man. Um, we, don't, uh, but we don't take lightly. The one that really kind of um, really shook it loose for me was uh, my buddy Justin Glenn, who I would like to have on the podcast eventually. Um, he messaged me he said yo i was listening to your podcast which is cool because i didn't know he listened to it at all um <laughs> and was like i've never really listened to dance gavin dance either but it made me think so i started going through and he sent me a music video i don't remember the name of the song but it seemed fairly new because it had that new guy singing yeah dude i was wrong <laughs> that dude has got pipes He's got pipes, dude. He's not, he's honestly like, so there's a lot of uh, Dance Cabin Dance fans who are like, you know, old school diehards. So like, they don't, there, there's a lot of Dance Cabin Dance fans who don't like Tillian in the band. Um, and honestly, I don't understand it. Um, I shouldn't say there's a lot. Like I've just, I've seen a few. There's a, there's a small community on Reddit who doesn't, doesn't approve of the new vocalist, but I think he's the perfect fit for the band. Like he, he sounds directly along with kind of where their music is going as it's matured. And yeah, like you said, he's got pipes, like the dude can sing like no other. Yeah. It was very, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've listened to dance Gavin dance over the years. I mean, me and you listened to him when we were in Bahrain, like, yeah, it's one of those bands that like, Hey, I listen to here and there, but if it come on, I listen to it, but I'm not going to search it out necessarily. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I I'm different from that. <laughs> I, I I love listening to them. I don't know the the music style and everything. Just because I uh, I've been getting into more and more, and I always have kind of been into, but I've been more seeking it out lately. Is just a lot of like uh, really groovy groovy stuff, and that was something their music always had was that element of like um, groovy but also heavy. And I liked kind of the like the dichotomy they play between the two because like if you listen to a lot of their songs on the parts where john mess is like screaming and it's really um like heavy vocally a lot of those are some of the grooviest parts of the songs musically like the most jazzy and then the choruses when tillian is singing a lot of times or their old vocalist kurt uh kurt travis if he's singing like it's the music itself is much more heavy during the lighter vocals. It's, I don't know. It's kind of a cool, like back and forth they play in writing their music as well. I would say in a roundabout way, their music is like almost prog to a sense. 
Yeah, I'd say it's very like yeah, it's very like blues and jazz influence, especially with uh, uh, Will Swan's guitar playing. Like the dude is a shred monster. Yeah. Um, I noticed that. And he owns his own record label. Really? Yeah. That's tight. Yeah, there's actually so there's a uh, there's another like project. It's like I think it's most of the dudes. I I don't remember who all the members are, but it's mostly pretty much everybody from Dance Cab and Dance, just without Tillian. So it's just like just screaming and heavy stuff, but it's still like Dance Cab and Dance style music. And yeah, that's one of the bands. They're called Secret Band. That's one of the bands on his uh, label. Um, there's another Secret one. Yeah, secret band. <laughs> it's literally imagine dance, cat, and dance without the singing and all screaming. That's basically what it is. Um, it's really good though. Um, oh, why can't I think of the band name now? There's another super group that's on his record label. That's uh, a few different bands from that like kind of bluesy prog genre, like prog core, post hardcore stuff. Um, wow, the genre names. <laughs> Dude, there's so many. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a super group though. It's uh it's Will Swan from Dance Gavin Dance and then uh it's a couple of the dudes from Hail the Sun and a couple of the dudes from uh or just the guitar player from a lot like Birds. And I think there's one other band in there. Um but I can't remember their name right now. I was trying to remember. It's definitely one you should look up. I don't I don't know if you'll be into them, but at least musically like the their sounds really really awesome. I just uh, I can't think of the name right now. Speaking of Supergroup, we need this new End album to come out, Stat. Yes, yes, absolutely. Back on the hardcore note. Dude, and... well, first the thing, I didn't know, I mean, I love Will Putney as a producer. I never listened to his band, um, but I didn't know he was in End as well, and he's writing and he's producing all their records, so this should be yeah. amazing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm... I'm super, super stoked for it, especially since, like, the only end stuff I have so far, I guess anybody really has, is, like, that EP, you know? Yeah. So it'd be, it'd be sick to see, like, a full-length album. And plus, like, I just dig how, um, obviously, Brennan, like, Counterparts, we'll, we'll get to that because Counterparts is, like, my favorite band ever, and I know you're a huge fan of them, too. But just, like, Brennan's vocals and lyrics and everything in that band are amazing and end is like just a darker more brutal like sound so uh it's it's gonna be absolutely amazing I can't wait for that album to come out yeah I'm pretty pumped like okay but I want to get into you and I here let's give a quick backstory um because this is a music podcast and that is one of the first questions you ever asked me when we met uh, so it's like set the <laughs> yeah. scene. My I'm, I'm checking in to my first ship in the Navy. It's the uh, MCM Crew Swerve in San Diego. What is this? 2013. Uh, you Something guys like that, have yeah. just got back from deployment, um, and I'm doing the regular stuff. The new guy. I don't know what I'm going. What's going on? And this dude walks up and he's like, "What's up, man?" And I'm like, oh, "Not much. How you doing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good." He's like, so what kind of music you listen to? I'm like, ah, I'm like big into like, like hardcore metal. And that's the generic response <laughs> I give to everyone because everybody's like, oh, yeah, I like Metallica too. And I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Nope, I do not nope. like Metallica. <laughs> um, no. Oh, dude, you listen to Disturbed, bro? It's like my favorite band. Dude, Dragon Ball is great, bro. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I like metal, like hardcore. And I don't remember the band name you threw out, but it was 
somebody that I was like, oh my god, like it was the this, ghost inside. Was it? Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this guy, this this guy gets it. And then you're like, like, you're like, <laughs> like what it. else are you into? I'm like, oh, I'm like being into cars and like drifting and stuff like that. And you're like, oh my god. It was literally, <laughs> it was literally a stepbrothers moment where like, did we just become best friends? Did, did we just become best friends? Like, yep. You know. Um, yeah, dude. Well, I mean, it's not every day that you like meet someone who's just like, oh yeah, do you mind if I play the ghost inside? I'm like, nah, dude. And it's like, oh, you're into like drifting and stuff? Yeah, dude. I have a 240 in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just crazy. And then like literally like, I mean, ever since, as gay as it sounds, excuse me, I can't say that. As lame as it sounds. <laughs> been best friends for forever man and uh so life happens you get out of the navy i go to japan you end up in south lucky, dakota by the way oh you're lucky I'm, i was pretty nice um i get out of the navy i'm back home in north carolina and now we're here yeah man so wow we got to get together in person again sometime soon i'll have to come out there to see you yeah, last year we were at the Have Heart Show in Boston, which those yeah, those Hate Five that, Six videos oh, are about man. to drop. Yeah, we gotta we gotta talk about that show for a minute. Yeah, the Hate Five Six thing too. I definitely cannot wait for that. I can't wait to watch those. But dude, that show was insane. Easily like one of the best like shows I've ever been to in my life. It's like life changing. Hands down. Period. Like, yeah, dude. Oh, it was incredible. And then we got to meet Brendan Murphy outside the show in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, what luck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, dude, we just like run into him in the parking garage, too. Like, not the lot. Like, we were just ended up being on the same level as him. And I'm like, wait a second. That's fucking Brendan Murphy. Well, like, what? <laughs> it's like, dude, like, I was, uh, I remember I was walking with my head down because I'd literally gotten the crap beat out of me for four hours at this show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've seen the footprint I had on my freaking back. Yeah, um, I saw you, like, you were up, like, I kind of stayed in the safe zone, like, I just, uh, I don't know what it was, but I wasn't feeling like dying for my country in the pit that day, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, like, kind of, I hung out in the safe zone, I was so close to it, like, I was definitely part of the chaos, but I didn't, like, get in there and get knocked out, I wasn't feeling that that day, um, but you were, like, right up front, so you were, like, getting stepped on, like, half the, half the, like, stage jumpers were, like, karate kicking people and, like, crowd killing people when they jumped into the crowd, like, you're getting this one fucking f- annihilated up there, it was crazy. This one fat dude <laughs> kept, like, he couldn't jump because he was so fat, so he would, like, roll right on top of me and Rob. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you gotta pick somewhere else to do this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah no, like, there was a couple of times I looked over, like, before, like, one of the drops on one of the songs, I'd look over and be like, hmm, I really want to get in the pit for this. And then I'd just see, like, Mr. Pit Destroyer going through <laughs> and just, like, crowd killing people. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay over here, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be over here. Um, no, nah, but, like, I'm walking through the parking lot, so... like, exhausted. And then I yeah, hear, well, was... Brendan, what's up? And I look up, and I'm like, what? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> That was insane. It was so hot that day, too. That was like, oh, yeah. That was part of why I stayed out of the pit because, like, I was about ready to, like, pass out as it was. Like, it was so hot out that day and being, like, packed in with all those people. Like, what I, I was thought about was to really cool as was as cliche as it sounds, you know, when we, when we walked in, uh, they had, they were selling water for like $3 a bottle. And then, you yeah. know, hardcore is all about taking care of each other and community and stuff like that. Well, yeah. 
eventually, you know, they just came on stage and started throwing water bottles out to the crowd. People were sharing them. Yeah. You know, I thought that was really, really cool because it was yeah. ungodly oh, hot. That's that's the thing. Like, everybody sees, like, hardcore as this just, like, super angry, hateful, like, genre and everything. But if you ever, like, actually listen to the music, like, it's almost like a it's almost like a shell for the like real message behind it. You know, like most, most everything. I mean, definitely there is some like hardcore bands that are just very angry and everything. And I love that kind of music, but like a lot of the like message behind it is positive, like have heart. I mean, just the show we were at, like have hearts whole thing is just like absolutely a hundred percent, like about positivity and be a good person, you know, holding, yeah. Being the best person you can be holding yourself accountable. Like, supporting your brothers and sisters like helping people around you and like i don't know that's why that's why i love that band like and their music's just amazing too but yeah that was one of those things that that's always drew me to that band but you know these guys are old now i mean yeah <laughs> in the terms of in the you know the grand scheme of things and but the energy they put into that show but the thing is they don't even oh dude their fan base is so good they don't even need to put on a show they can stand in one spot and it'll be the best show you've ever seen, you know? Yeah. No, but still, they put on, like, they put on a show like they were old to have heart. Like, they were rocking out. Oh, yeah. I mean, he looked like, he looked like he was going to fucking pass out a couple times. One, that one time, he, like, hurt his ankle. I was like, oh, my God, this guy's going to die up here. Yeah, he's, he's going to die, dude. <laughs> I was yeah. just waiting for him to pass out after every song. I was like, this is it. This is where it, this is where it goes. But, dude, it was crazy, dude. We were there. Like, he's a champ. Oh, 100%. But we were there with 10,000 of our closest friends, and it was just sick, man. Like That was so dope. Was Vane's one... set was amazing. That was the first time I got to see Vane. Yeah. I, like, we I hadn't seen him playing, before. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We missed, like, I think we missed the first song just because, dude, that line, <laughs> the line there was insane. No, you guys, I mean, you guys listening right now, you've probably been in line for a show before, but this is crazy. This was like we six blocks. Up, we're in, like, yeah, we're in, like, downtown Boston. This shit, like, I shit you not, it was, uh, what was it, three blocks down the street, around the corner, down two blocks, and then we were down a block. Another block, yeah. Yeah, it took us, like, an hour of walking in line and roasting in the sun, like, just waiting to even get into this show. It was so insane. I'd never seen anything like it. The craziest thing about it was we walked in and that late and walked directly to the front of the stage. Yeah, no, that was the thing. Like, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was a... It was a trip for sure. Like, it was a total mindfuck. But, like, I just never seen anything like that. And especially for, like, a hardcore show. And I'm not saying that, like, hardcore is bad or anything. But, like, I mean, just a lot of, like, old school hardcore shows and stuff like that. Like, it just doesn't really bring, like, that big of a crowd. But to see, like, that huge of a turnout for a have heart return, like, it was mind-blowing. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> Ugh, I've never seen anything like that. Excuse me. Yeah, what, like, what we're going to do when we go in July for the Ghost Inside, we're going to get there two hours early. Yeah. I'm not, like, I waiting would, in dude. that line again. I would, dude. It's the Ghost Inside. Like, I heard their, like, comeback show was amazing, too. Like, I heard they were spot on. Just like The videos I've seen from it were, like, just as tight as tight can be. Hell, yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of always been that band's M.O., though. Like, I mean, you yeah. told me before, like, when you saw them live, it's the same way. Like, they're just, they sound exactly like their music is recorded. Like, they well, sound amazing. In 2010 on the Returners tour, it was yeah. like I was listening to the album. It was insane. That's so awesome. 
as I, I love bands that can do that like some people say it's kind of redundant like they want to see the live show i don't want to like just hear your album play but like that's the thing where like they put on a show and like i just really appreciate because i don't know a, a lot of bands like when they sound like super amazing on their record and then you listen to them live and it's just not the same it's like it's disappointing in a way some ways i enjoy it like i like that raw sound live sometimes if it's like the right style and the right genre but some bands like you can just tell when it's like super overproduced on the album yeah. and that it just really really sucks but then you have um, but, like for today who's is the exact opposite on the album you're like mm, this is what it is but live yeah. oh my gosh yeah that's one of the yeah, best shows I mean, i've ever seen yeah i don't i don't listen to them much anymore i, don't, I kind of like I don't know what it is. I go through phases with bands, but I haven't listened to them much. But yeah, I saw them. God, what tour was it? It was back when I was in San Diego. It was some Soma show. Um, who were they on tour with? I don't know. We saw them. There. I can't. It, it I can't terror. remror. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was that show. It was yeah. Terror and it was somebody else. Was it Volumes at that too? Volumes was it like every show. Was that show, a different yeah. one? No, that was Volume. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, that was, dude, um, what's the song? Devastator Live was just insane. Like that build up oh, before yeah. the like breakdown of the beginning of the song, I was like, all right, I'm going to kill someone in this mosh pit now. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that, that band, I've never liked their albums, but I've seen them live two or three times and it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, oh yeah, they put time. on, they put on a heavy ass show. Um, but yeah, dude, that. Have heart. That whole trip to Boston was sick last year, man. I wish you could make this year, but it was, dude. Is I I hadn't been to Boston yet either. Like that was my first time in Boston, and it was everything I hoped it would be. My my buddy Austin, who came along, was uh, super just like super stoked and blown away too because he'd never been. I mean, he's been to like some big cities like Minneapolis and stuff, but he'd never really like been to like a real real big city or like out to like the East Coast or the West Coast. So. Like, it was super, super cool for him. Dude, he's a cool guy, man. I love Austin he, Death. Oh, yeah. He's he's my he's my best friend here, for he's sure. He's wild, dude. Love that, that, that dude. That is a weird He's dude, wild. Man, <laughs> he's cool, though, man. He's cool as shit. But, yeah, no, he took – oh, I got to send you him, actually. Um, I'll, he gave me a disc of it. I'll see if I can, like uh, – I'll just download it on my computer and send it over to you because um, he had his camera with him that whole time when we were in Boston and he took some dope photos, dude, like the photographs he brought back, like once he got the film developed and everything that he was shooting on that 35 millimeter, the Olympus. Yeah. Oh dude, those photos are so cool. I'll definitely, I'll download like the file cause he got the photos back and then, uh, the drugstore that does, um, film development here, they gave him like a disc of it too, like digitized versions. I'll download them to my laptop and send that over to you. Dude, Cause they're sick. really sick. dude. How sick was it that we didn't go see fish while we were in Boston? <laughs> Dude, screw going to see fish. I'm not that white. Yeah, like that. There's like, there's white, then there's, I like fish white. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I will not never like fish. Reach Dude, they ruined category. everything though. It was so dumb. Like all the fish heads were in town. It was just, oh, it was super nutty the whole time. I wanted to, uh, it's, it was recreationally legal in Boston, so I wanted to partake in some legal fun while I was there. And like there was a like two hour long line outside the dispensary because of all the like fish heads. Yeah, I was like, nah, dude, we're not doing this. 
But okay, for next, like, dude, how sick were those scooters, though? Dude, the scooters. Everybody hates online scooters, but we were having a blast, dude. Freaking I swear, I was gonna times. die. Yeah, <laughs> he was a madman. On that was that thing. the fun part, dude. <laughs> like he was just flying through cars, through traffic, and I was like, "Oh my god, dude, this guy's going." Yeah, to well, die. I mean, he he like lived in New York though, so he he knew what he was doing. Like that was the other thing I'd never seen like traffic like that. Like people in cars have no regard for anything in Boston. Like they just no. do what they want. That mm. place is total total anarchy driving there. Like yeah. that 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 uh, oh, you weren't with us. It was me and Austin when we were there. I, I forget what you and Rob were doing. It might have been the day after you guys left because we stayed the extra day. Yeah. Um. But we were in this Uber, and, dude, this guy was just going ham. Like, every time he went to change lanes, like, I'm used to, like, putting my blinker on and waiting until someone's out of the way, and then I move over. Not this dude, bro. He turns on his blinker and gives you, like, one second, and then he just starts turning. And I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, we're going to hit this car. Oh, fuck. And the dude just, like, slams on his brakes, and we squeeze in, and I'm just like, how did that just happen? Like, they're, they're well, bad. Turn signals on. You've seen it. I'm going. Yeah, literally, it's just like, okay, I'm turning now, so you better fucking move. And, yeah, that's, I mean, that's how they are there, you know, like, you better fucking get out. I, don't know, I can't do a good Boston accent. But this guy had it, dude. He was, this Uber driver was, like, OG, grew up in Boston. He was Southie. telling stories. Yeah, dude, he was, <laughs> yeah, no, he was, like, a south side of Boston. He was, like, telling <laughs> stories about <laughs> telling stories about how he's, like, yeah, I never learned too much in school because I always got kicked off of fighting. I learned more about fighting in school than school. Of course you <laughs> did, buddy. Like, telling these crazy fucking, no, nah, dude, you could tell. He was, like, he was a, I was, like, halfway sketched out in there, but he was an interesting dude. He was cool as shit, though. Did like, you... It was one of those, like, just an experience, you know what I mean? Like, have wow, I met that, a real uh, human. Have you, seen that, <laughs> have you seen that meme going around? It says, movie idea. It's about a, a rogue cop from the south side of Boston, and it's Mark Wahlberg sprinting across the screen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that city, dude, is gorgeous. It's beautiful, man. Oh, it's insane. I definitely want to go back for sure. Boston was so cool. I need to go back there for like a week, though, so I can like properly enjoy it. We crammed so much doing shit into that weekend. Oh, it was insane. Yeah. And that ramen, though, dude. Oh, dude, that restaurant, yeah, that, like, ramen and sushi place on the pier. Oh, my God, that was amazing. It was just nice. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, the whole place was nice. That was, yeah, me and Austin went, that was another thing. Um, The day after you guys left, we went, and, like, we just kind of, like, because he had a, about a roll or, like, half a roll of film left on his camera. So we were like, dude, let's just go downtown and, like, check out cool shit. Because it was, like, kind of nighttime, too. It was starting to get dark. So it was like around like nine o'clock, eight, nine o'clock. And so I was like, dude, let's just go wander downtown. Like, fuck it. And so, yeah, we went down there, like went over the bridge and everything. He was shooting photos and we found this like super fancy Italian place, like on a corner in downtown. And we're like, fuck it, let's get dinner. I'm hungry. And so, yeah, we had like pasta there. It was sick, dude, in the middle of downtown. Shit was super tight. We were like so out of place though, because we were like a couple hardcore dudes just like walking around Boston downtown. We go to this fancy ass restaurant, like half the people have like suits and nice dresses on, and we're just like, Yeah, dude, let's get some pasta. <laughs> I love pasta. We're pasta, get some pasta. <laughs> I love it, dude. That was that was my second time there. But like Yeah. This this time it's really gonna work out the same because I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm flying up Friday and then flying back Sunday. Oh, yeah. 
for everyone that doesn't know, my flights got canceled on the way back last year, and Rob and I had to rent a car oh, and yeah, drive 14 <laughs> hours home Sunday so I could be at work Monday morning. I remember that. Dude, talk about livid. <laughs> but it, I mean, it makes for a good story, so it is what it is, but... Yeah, no, exactly. That's Everything's a good story. Oh, yeah. Dude. That reminds me of my buddy Austin. I was playing Vane in the car one day. We had uh, we'd done some hardcore show. Um, Austin, if you listen to this and you're mad at me for telling the story, I'm sorry, but it's a funny story. <laughs> um, sorry, Austin. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, sorry, Austin. Um, no, we went to this like this this show um, in this like tiny town south of ours, and it's like Midwest. You know what I mean? So like, some of the bands are cool. Some of them are just kind of weird. Um, and so we go to this show in this like hodunk bar slash event venue that's like the size of a bedroom. Like, dude, imagine the Che Cafe in California. Like, oh, you didn't go to that backtrack show there. Never mind. I've um, been there, but I didn't get to go to that show. Oh, yeah, you have been there. So imagine like the Che hey, Cafe. But, hold like, on half one, the size. one second. Pause the story. Have you yeah. listened to the Stick to Your Guns podcast? No. They have one called Against Them All. It's really good. But in their latest yeah. episode, they were talking about, yeah, we uh, we got like blacklisted at the Che in San Diego because we were huh. part of the jock crowd. I'm like, dude, I saw Harm's what? Way at the Che Cafe. <laughs> That's as jock yeah, as dude. you can personally get in that any music period. That guy is a period. fucking mountain. Yeah. That dude's a gorilla. Like, how are you guys part of the jock list? That guy could eat all of you. <laughs> that guy could eat all of you. <laughs> okay, back to your story. Sorry. <laughs> No, this venue, like, that we went to is, like, the size of a closet, you know, and the other half of it's a bar. It's more bar than venue. Like, you can tell it's small town, Midwest. Um, but anyways, we're there. Um, I had, like, a beer and then just drank water the rest of the night because I drove. And then he was drinking all night, so he got, like, decently drunk. Um, and then on the way home, I put on Vane in the car, and I was just like blasting it. And he started like having a mosh pit in the passenger seat. Just like he, he was feeling the vein vibes and just rocking out way too hard. And at some point he thought it was a good idea to put his feet like up on the windshield. And then he like pushed a little too hard or kicked. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, he shattered my windshield. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> on, in what on the car? way home, in my, in my cruise, the lease I had. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah, he like spiderweb shattered the windshield and he's just like all of a sudden he just stopped and he like just stares at it and like puts his hand over his mouth and he's like oh my god dude <laughs> I'm so sorry and I was just quiet for a second and I was like it's not a not a huge deal man <laughs> I was like it's it's just a windshield well that, that's like, one of those things you're like well I mean it's it's done now yeah no literally that's what I was like I mean can't really change it now and he's like i'm so sorry i'm like nah dude like it's not it's not a huge deal it's just a windshield and then i literally said i was like this will just make a great story someday you know he's like <laughs> he like he like kind of chuckled about it for a second but he's like i feel so bad i was like dude don't like it's literally just a windshield just call safe light like it'll we'll get it replaced it's cool <laughs> that's crazy oh my god yeah dude it was hilarious it was the craziest shit and yeah now it's just like a really cool story to tell it's funny <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Dude, so I got these new... I'm rebuilding my pedal board right now, and these pedals are sitting right beside me staring me in the face. Um, I got some new... Like, you know, I play at my church really mostly, so I need a yeah. lot of, like, reverb, delay, and 
stuff yep. like that. Well, I needed to get psychedelic Jesus stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, I needed um, a good overdrive pedal, and I got this JHS double barrel overdrive. It's got a yeah. um, their his pedal called a Morning Glory on the one side, and a um, like a kind of a tube screamer clone yeah on the right and you can like stack them and do different things with them it's freaking Dang. sick i played it for a little bit today it's one of the, like it sounds so freaking good and i got this one uh by this company called source audio it um it's called the collider they have two yeah. top top tier like they have a do- top tier delay and a top tier reverb pedal with like all these different selections where they took like like the best ones off of those two pedals and put them in this in one pedal and you like computers and stuff, but this thing's got like two um, 56-bit processors inside it, so you can do both of these in series, or you can run them uh, stereo and stuff like that. It's Damn. pretty freaking cool, man. Damn, you got a lot of money in that pedal board, man. I don't want to talk about it. I need. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I got another actual JHS delay pedal coming um, in the mail. It'll be here tomorrow, and then... That's you'll just have to, three uh, pedals. You'll have to record some shit, like just screwing around and send it to me. Let me hear how it sounds. Yeah, um, once I, I get it get, completely uh, built, I'm going to um, do like a podcast with my new pedal board and just. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check out that episode. Oh, that that reminds me of uh, that uh, plug-in you were talking about on uh, one of your last episodes. That Will Putney uh, Suite? Yeah, dude. Those tones, like when you when you said like he has all the counterparts tones just pre-programmed in for each album, I was like, "Yep, I need to buy this." <laughs> oh yeah, dude, it's wicked. It's the I mean, I got it for ninety bucks, but it's one hundred and fifty normally, and it's some of the best money I've ever spent. Like, and especially I've, I've been sitting down a lot more and actually messing with with it instead of just yeah. like, just kind of clicking through amps and stuff and really trying to dial stuff in. Man, it's it's stellar. yeah, that's. That's another reason I want to build a PC. Like I will, because I've been getting back into guitar and I've been playing somewhat at my buddy's house. Um, and I, I want to start looking at some pedals. Um, and I also like, cause my old MacBook just can't handle it anymore. So I don't want to use like GarageBand on there and stuff. That's another reason I want to uh, build a PC, like not just for like streaming and stuff, playing games, but I want to be able to uh, like run FL Studio and then have some cool plugins like that and be able to just start messing around with music again and just recording cool riffs and dicking around. Well, see, I need another, I need a guitar with some like P90s or humbuckers. Both of my guitars have single yeah. pulls right now, so it doesn't really react the way I like on that. But um, yeah. Keaton has a couple guitars with active EMGs and stuff in them, so he brought his one over and I was playing through it and just like getting those different tones, just like brings creative juices out man they just it's oh yeah definitely like it you definitely have to have like the right vibe like it's it's like trying to like play a song you have in your head and like drop c in standard like it just it doesn't it doesn't work the the vibe has to be right for the right kind of music to come out um i forgot what i was gonna say oh yeah the the guitar i've been playing it's an old ibanez um I can't remember what model it is, but like it doesn't have EMGs. Um, it's a three pickup, so it has two dual humbuckers um, and then a third single for a bridge humbucker. I actually like did see one of those the other day. Actually. Yeah, it's dude. There, it's it's super cool. Like the sound is pretty nice. Um, I recently it, it originally had some like really thin strings on it, 
and I didn't realize how much better it would sound. I put some uh, Ernie Ball Super Slinkies on it, which were probably like one or two sizes up from yeah, what strings were actually on it. Nines, yeah. Yeah, um, it may have been. Uh, I think I did regular Slinkies. Yeah, no, 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 they're regular Slinkies. Um, but dude, the sound is so much better. Like with those thicker strings, it's just so much richer. There's a little more. Um, there's just a little more crunch to it when you turn the gain up and everything. Like it's sounds super awesome now. It's so much more fun to play. Yeah, I was running nines for the longest time, and I started putting. I ran. I started running tens. It's like a ten yeah. through forty. 46 i think and Mm -hmm. i can tell and when the bass notes are just they're so much fuller it's just so much richer dude yeah it's so much better but uh i'm what's cool but a lot of these guitars now with uh those humbuckers um Mm -hmm. newer ones they've started doing this stuff where you can pull out the tone knob pull Mm -hmm. on it and it's called coil tapping and it'll split those into single coils oh totally different sound i was like no that's freaking cool that's crazy, dude. Guitar technology. Well, literally, it's like a... I don't even know how... I guess it's just the way it's wired, you know? It's just as simple as can be. Because I'm looking at getting a custom guitar built by this guy here uh, named Philip Hart. Um, I would, I think I'm going to ask him to be on the podcast soon. He's, it cost me around fifteen to $2,000 for the guitar, but it it's going to be sick. I can't really even explain, get into how to explain it because it would bore everyone to death, but... It's sick, no. <laughs> and I can't wait to get it built eventually. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, speaking of the note of, like, guitars and playing guitar and everything, um, do you listen to any, like, uh, like kind of guitar-focused, like, instrument-only artists? Yeah. Um, I like uh, Polyphia a lot. Yeah, definitely. That was, that was, uh, that was what I was branching towards. Polyphia you heard of Chon? Yeah, yeah, Chon, dude, they're uh, they're a San Diego band. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they played a few shows at Soma. Um, I saw them once really? while I was there, and yeah, dude, oh, it's incredible. I mean, even now they're even more incredible now. Um, there's another band I was going to show you, a little less groovy than Chon. Um, this dude uh, is more. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm just gonna go on my phone here and look it up on my iTunes. But uh, this dude is more um, heavy music oriented. Uh, intervals intervals yeah anthony showed me them yeah it's dude, like almost like post-hardcore type stuff yeah that guy i mean he kind of covers like he covers like a lot of different genres in his music i think a lot of his stuff kind of like definitely has like a gent influence to it a little bit but uh he he kind of covers everything within like the heavy and prog like hardcore and post-hardcore and um kind of that whole area of genres and weird subgenres. Um just super, super dope stuff. He's such a talented guitar player. Have you listened to um One Decade? To what? One Decade. Uh-uh. It's the drummer Andrew Tukotsik from The Ghost Inside. Um, oh really? It's his instrumental group and it's real genty. It's sick. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. I'm not a huge fan of Gent, but I'm not either, but it's sick. Okay, well then, definitely I'll have to check it out. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, the song ICU is really cool. Um, and what's cool is he did this after the accident, so all the drums are yeah. programmed. It's not him playing the drums because he, okay. you know what I'm saying, it was injured. But all, I mean, the guitars, I mean, he actually wrote most of the Ghost Inside's new album when it comes out. Um, really? But yeah, he has a, the newest song he put out is called Dead Star. It's, dude, it, the guy's good. 
Like, it's heavy as it balls, out. though. I'll check it out right after this. Yeah. That's uh, real heavy. But uh, it's really good. And the instrumental stuff's cool, especially when I'm just, like, driving. But I listen to podcasts most of the time anyway. But every once in a while, I want to hear something, so I'll turn on uh, mm-hmm. something like that. And it's it's nice. Polyphia, I can't listen to a lot of them because they're a little Yeah, definitely, there. like, I, I went through a phase where it was, like, all I listened to for, like, a couple months. Um, but I've definitely, like, kind of worn it out. Um, but it definitely gave me, like, a appreciation for that. Um, and this isn't really related to them, but I found this dude, I've been getting into a lot of like, just on the subject of like getting into different kinds of music and stuff. I've been getting into a lot of, uh, like groovy stuff lately, like not just uh guitar, but like almost like imagine like R and B, but instrumental, like, yeah, kind of like a groovier lounge jazz. I don't know. There's, there's one, I'll send you a link to the video after this. Cause it's just mind blowingly awesome, but it's, uh, these two artists one's called fkj and he's super super talented um he does uh he does like looping stuff so he's a multi-instrumentalist and his live performances are like him making songs like he'll do some stuff on a keyboard and then he'll start he'll like have a beat and then he'll start playing a saxophone and he'll like create like a loop with that and then he'll grab a like a bass and set a bass line and he'll grab a guitar and do some like bluesy like just riffing over it like he does amazing stuff and he just does it all with like looping tracks you know like he'll That's play cool something and record it and then loop over it dude super talented like definitely look him up but this video is him and this uh uh like r&b artist masigo and they like make a song together looping playing different instruments like they both play um saxophone at one point and everything and then uh towards the end of it once they have the song like fully developed he sings a little bit um masigo does uh dude so so dope such a good song and i've been getting into a lot of stuff like that lately just because of like it's a good vibe you know what i mean like it's just it's it's something you can really groove out to and being able to like watch a video like that and watch them like actually go through the process and make it is just super super awesome like i've been starting to really enjoy and appreciate that kind of music well i mean that's like what i like about that stuff is um it's very it's kind of like recording in the old days when you record into tape. You have to get it right. If not, you're going to yeah. hear that mess up over and over again, over yep. and over again, you know. So when they're layering that, I, I went and saw a country act uh, named Chris Young last year, and his opener uh, had a, I mean, he, his opener has radio singles and like hits. He walked out on stage with an acoustic and a looper pedal and played an entire show, and it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yeah, dude, no, I definitely, I haven't gotten to experience anything like that live yet, and I really, like, I've been finding it more and more on YouTube, and I just, I really, really want to go to a show, like, of some kind of artist that does that, because, yeah, just the looping and layering, like, it's crazy to watch someone literally just build a song right there, and the amount of talent it takes, especially if that artist is, like, a multi-instrumentalist, so they're going through multiple instruments as they're looping and building, like, it's so, so cool, so much talent. Well, like what through at first, I didn't know what to think about that guy on stage. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then the more he got into <laughs> it, I was like, dude, this is impressive. Cause like okay. he was doing like acoustics, okay. <laughs> like like drums on his um, on his guitar, and then he'd beatbox a little bit, and then he'd do something. He'd play a little tiny liquor or something, and then a couple chords, and it was like it sounded just like the song did on the radio. It was insane. Damn. Yeah. 
not a huge fan of country, but that would still be like crazy to see. Dude, okay. Just because, like I said, I can respect the talent it takes to do that. Like, just being able to make music like that on the spot, like, from scratch, from nothing, is just crazy. There's a guy, you've probably heard me and Keaton talk about him on here, named Billy Strings. Yep. I'm going to send you a link to a video of him playing at the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, Yeah. The song's called Dust in a Bag. It's about meth. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) The first lyrics of the song says, I haven't slept in days. I haven't ate in three uh, the methamphetamine is taking a hold on me or something like that. <laughs> um, but it's, he rips out an acoustic guitar solo that's unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life in that video. It's crazy. Yeah, dude, I definitely, I'll check it out. Send it to me after this. I'll send you the link to that uh, that other one I was talking about. Because I can appreciate that stuff too. Like my dad used to listen to uh, like Alison Krauss and everything. And he had like the DVD or actually the VHS of uh like Allison Krauss at uh like Grand Union Station Dude, and everything. Keaton's and yeah, dad so I grew a... up watching that show a lot. My dad would put it on a couple times a year. Keaton's dad has a Martin uh signed by Allison Krauss. No shit. Yeah, dude. That's uh, sick. I think I heard him talking about it in an episode. Yeah, I've seen it one time in the 25 years we've known each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my dad my dad sold his cool guitar. My dad used to have a uh, like one of a few hundred um it was like a wayne's world stratocaster but it was like one of the like original ones not like a remake series or anything he had one of the like og wayne's world strats and it was the coolest guitar ever i mean it was just like pretty much a normal stratocaster but it was like the wayne's world one um and it was one of like a few hundred and i remember he sold it when i was a kid and i was really bummed about it because i was like man i wish i was old enough to have a job right now so i could just buy this guitar from my dad because i <laughs> want it so bad i like begged him not to sell it i was like don't sell it don't sell it and yeah he sold it to a friend of his it was like it was such a long time ago i don't remember who it was or anything i could ask him but it was such a cool guitar it just sucked that he sold it <laughs> yeah um but I get it. Like I get it. Like sometimes you like you grow out of things, or you're just not using it. And like, I mean, I can understand. It was definitely it was collecting dust for a while and stuff. Um, he got more into playing his acoustic guitar, and that was kind of all he wanted to play. And he didn't really like set up the electric guitar anymore because the acoustic was just much easier. And that was kind of the musical direction he was going. Like as just enjoying. Like my dad. My dad wasn't. Um, ever like a big like crazy artist or anything but he was definitely someone who just loved music and loved just playing guitar every day and everything and he just really started getting into the acoustic and that was when his uh the stratocaster just collected dust for a while and then he ended up selling it to a friend who would actually like play it i've always loved tellies that's why i bought my telly but then yeah I, me I got... too i i love telecasters yours is beautiful thank i you, love it thank you but then i got this strat dude it's my it plays so freaking good. Yeah, I mean there are they're nice guitars. I've always had a soft spot for Telecasters though too. Like same as you. I just love those Telecasters and Les Pauls. Les Pauls like my favorite guitar of all time. That's I the one them. guitar, dude. I've ne- I don't like single cut guitars, and that I mean that's the the flagship single cut, and I'm just not a yeah. fan, man. Like, and I, I mean I respect them. I like what they yeah. do. I don't I don't think I'll ever own one. You know what I'm saying? Dude, I just, I, I forget, I forget why I ended up being into Les Pauls, um, but I liked the guitar before I even like knew about 
the dude who designed it and how like he had like um he had broken his arm or something i remember he had some sort of injury to his arm and so like the way it would heal is they had to like fix his elbow in a certain position so he had him fix his elbow so he could still play guitar and so his arm was just set the right way to where he could play the strings and he just like moved with his shoulder basically hmm. yeah I, it was crazy or I... it might have been backwards it might have been his shoulder was set in one place and he just play with his elbow like he just had it set so he could play guitar um but yeah it's a crazy story and then i don't know i just always fell in love with the look man like just something about a nice like either an alpine white les paul with black accents and like pearl inlays or just like the black les paul with the cream pick guard and the gold inlay or gold hardware and the pearl inlays just oh my god dude if I beautiful ever, guitar sexiest if I, guitar ever if i ever buy a single cut guitar it'll probably be um Neil from a day to remember he has a signature ESP. That's probably what I'd end up buying. Yeah. Uh, Cause I mean, they well, those are little... sick too. Cause a lot of ESP guitars are kind of like the Les Paul shape. Yeah. The, like the single cut oriented. shape. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just more metal oriented. Yeah. Like, uh, with the EMGs and everything. I don't think I want an EMG guitar after playing Keaton's. I would like a, like a Seymour Duncan passive pickup i don't know if i want anything with. i think an emg emgs would be fun just to like mess around with i remember i've i've played my buddy's guitar with emgs a few times and like it's almost like you don't even actually have to play anything like if you just hit the strings the right way it does all the work for you like it's crazy yeah dude it's insane i remember him like yeah he like played like a little guitar solo thing just noodling around and he didn't strum any of the strings he was just tapping and it sounded like he was playing i was like holy shit (laughs) (laughs) well dude it is 11 o'clock my time only nine o'clock yours i gotta go to bed yeah i feel you man hit me with that twitch and twitter yeah definitely i will uh no i mean like uh, shout it out oh my brain yeah my brain's not working now man we've been talking music too much uh yeah uh you guys can catch me i stream video games every wednesday night at seven and sunday around noon uh, Twitch is the Bo Riley. Uh, v is the, I guess it's the Bo Riley, but I always say V. Um, that's also my Twitter, my Instagram, everything else. Um, come check it out if you like video games. I play Apex, a little bit of PUBG. Been playing a lot of the new Call of Duty lately. Um, every once in a while, I'll go drifting in Forza. Uh, but yeah, man, I want to thank you for having me on the show. By the way, I really, really, really enjoy this. Um, love listening to the new episodes when they come out and it's really cool to see another friend just kind of going after something you know sick dude thanks this is the best way to spend quarantine you know what i'm saying yeah exactly dude just record podcasts it's whatever all right do it over the phone (laughs) we are out of here we'll see you later later guys